You're listening to Pigoted. Pigoted. The podcast that brings comedians and experts together. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now also available to watch on YouTube. For bonus episodes, early access, and a ton of other great features, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash pigoted. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Pigoted, the podcast that brings comedians and experts together to talk about philosophy, science, economics, psychology, and all the other interesting things. Joining me today is, uh, yeah, that's what I was going for, and all the other interesting things. Uh, those three, and there's probably some more as well. I, just look, all you need to know is that it's comedians and experts, and we talk about stuff, and that's it. And if that's the kind of thing that you're interested in, it's going to be good. And if you don't like it, then at least you know what you're in for now. Turn yeah. it off and listen to something else joining me today is uh sarah clement hello sarah hello and hello to our comedian adam rowe our comedian adam rowe yeah i'm i'm taking none of the responsibility for comedy myself you're just the host yeah just the host okay i've yeah. renounced my comedian. I, i'm here for the light relief <laughs> i i like to think of you as the counterbalance to uh i'm here to wind Sarah up. Yep. In a way. Can't um, Sarah, what is your area of expertise? Uh, so my area of expertise is environmental governance and policy. I mean, some yeah, no one probably knows what governance is, but you might know what policy is. So I especially look at biodiversity and climate change, and I do this all under the umbrella of the Anthropocene, so how humans are messing with the planet, basically. Could you just pull your mic a little bit into the center? There you there go. You go. There. That's better. Perfect. That's there you go. Should I do it again? No, no, all good. Fine. We picked we'll, it up. It's just it's going to be a bit more consistent. We'll edit around this. Yeah, um, we won't. <laughs> so, in a way, it is about how uh, human, well, how how uh, governments can make environmentally friendly policies and sort climate change out. Yeah, basically my work is looking at, um, I kind of see humans as the source of most environmental problems and how can we introduce policy that um, inter stops us from fucking things up, basically. The American Greta. Yes, <laughs> although I'm probably, oh no, I was going to say I'm not as optimistic, but I don't think she is optimistic. I think she's very pessimistic. I think she is very, very pessimistic. Yeah, so I think I used to be optimistic, but I'm a bit old and jaded now. Do you know what? I don't think anyone has ever, ever described Greta Thunberg as, as being optimistic. Opti no, you're oh, right. here's right. Greta with her good news. I know. <laughs> Here she is. She's so happy to be striking again. Yeah, she's oh. not going to take over Russell Howard on BBC Three with Greta Thunberg's good news. <laughs> no, she never even looks happy, does she? I mean, no. yeah. So, I mean, she has nothing to be happy about, really, I guess. Well, the world hasn't ended yet. No, no. And, you know, there are good news stories, you so, know. in terms of climate change... How fucked are we? Right? Well, well. On a scale of one to ten. So one is like, uh, it's nothing to worry about. Don't even yeah. worry about it. It's not a thing. And ten is like, car crash. There's nothing you can do about it. You're going to crash in like a second and you are going to die. Okay. Well, I think it's really important to say that we are not totally fucked and we can do something about it. I'm going to go with an eight or a nine. A nine is pretty fucking high. Okay. Maybe an eight. Okay. I don't know. Well, Okay. I think that after our COVID recovery, everyone's going to be like, I just want to get back to normal. We're just going to get the economy pumping again. Who cares about climate change? I don't think we're going to have this green recovery. So I actually think we're going to take it up to a nine before we go back down. 
Okay. I think we had momentum. A lot of people thought COVID was going to turn us into, you know, like we're going to all of a sudden care about the environment. We're all looking at nature more. We're getting out in nature. No, but no one's recycling when they think they've only got six months to live. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Best get that karma in. Yeah, I'm not doing two lots of bins, you know what I mean? Exactly. If I'm going to die of a respiratory too disease much in a couple it's, of months. It's way too much fat. Yeah. Say, say what you want about terminal patients. They are carbon neutral. <laughs> they just use up no energy at all. Well, you know how there are like phases of the of the pandemic, and I think the first phase was like, look at nature's recovering. We saw a fox in London. Well, there's foxes in London all the time, yeah. but you know there are people saying, oh look, nature is recovering because we're all just sitting in our houses. But that's long gone. There now, was dolphins. So. In the River Mersey? Yes. No, but you know what? There are dolphins in the River Mersey. That's not just a COVID thing. You might not have, you might not have known this, but this is one of the good news stories of our time. I don't believe this for yes. a second. Yes. Mersey was in a terrible state in the 1990s. And then um, we stopped discharging sewage in it. Okay, sewage still goes in it sometimes when it rains a lot, which is quite often. But... Um, and over time, you know, we had salmon return to the River Mersey and but, dolphins return but, to the so, River Mersey. So you're telling me that there are scouse dolphins. There are. <laughs> oh I hope they have God. a different accent. <laughs> that would be great. Dolphins even higher pitched. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the squeakiest dolphins in the world. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. How come, right, so how many dolphins are there then? I don't know. Um, in I'm the sure Mersey or in general? No, in the Mersey. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone that knows exactly how many, because they'll be in like a pod or whatever, won't they? Because I'd imagine that like the way that Scousers are as well, they all talk and know each other. Do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? It's definitely. a tight community. Definitely. You'd know somebody that knew somebody that saw a dolphin in the fucking Mersey. Yeah, but I think what happens is a lot of people confuse the River Mersey with the Albert Dock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know why? I was doing that in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some people think the River Mersey, you know, outside the Revolution Bar, that little thing with like yeah. eight boats in. People think that <laughs> is the River Mersey. I thought it was definitely part of it. Yeah, yeah. It is part of it in the same way that like Liverpool One bus station is part of Liverpool One, but there's a lot more Liverpool One you know what? How gutted, how gutted would that Make-A-Wish kid be? <laughs> Listen, we've got you swimming with dolphins. In America? No. <laughs> Outside of this revolution? <laughs> well, look, that, that is another recovery strategy, another economic, you know, it's a new business. Swimming with dolphins in the River Mercy. <laughs> All right, there, we well, fucking go for it, there, kids. <laughs> fucking swim with that there dolphin lot. Oh uh, God, I, I foresee the disaster. So, with that. so we're about eight or nine in terms of our foot we are. I think so because um, we're not making much progress. We just keep having more meetings. I'm I'm thirty two. Am I gonna like? Is it gonna be completely fucked in my lifetime? I don't. Well, okay, so I think it's going to be completely fucked by 2050, so yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you think this cunt's got another 29 years in him? <laughs> all right. We're, we're all friends here. We can be honest, okay? That's, that's what will tip the balance, the amount of fucking effort it'll take to bury me. <laughs> Tell Sarah what you had for tea last night. And I don't know what it is, by the way. If anyone thinks I know what Freddie had for tea last night, I don't. But I guarantee it wasn't like... 
<laughs> He's really searching. I know. I, okay. Uh. So, <laughs> technically, I had two teas. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the first tea was a katsu curry uh-huh. good, um, good. with, uh, obviously, with the curry thing and with a bit of kimchi. Mm. Um, breadcrumbs so on the chicken. Look at that, probiotic. Breadcrumbs on the chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breadcrumbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, but with rice. Oh, yeah. And look, he got, he got probiotics in the kimchi. There you go. Uh-huh. Kimchi's fucking well nice. Have it's you ever had kimchi? Delicious. I think so, yeah. Oh, mate, it's so... Oh, it's I've, really good. They started doing it at Lidl. I've got two big fuck-off jars of it, which brings me to my second tea. <laughs> um, I got home, and I was kind of uh, a little bit peckish. It was 10 o'clock at night, so I made myself some coca noodles. Uh, also had some more kimchi. And then had some uh, milky buttons that were orange, chocolate orange flavoured. See what I mean? Yeah. yeah I mean. Do you know the, when I stopped worrying about COVID? Yeah. When he got it and was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm set. Like, I, right. I get health anxiety. Like, yeah. have for a few years. And when COVID kicked off, I was like, I'm fucked. I'm going to die. I'm gonna, and then. It slowly got a bit better. I got a bit more used to it because, you know, it went on for three months exactly. and I didn't die. Yeah. And then he got it and I was like, Freddy's got it. And then three or four days later, he was like, no, I was fine. I just like had a bit of a smoker's cough. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Trump had it. Trump, I mean, Trump is like one of the most unhealthy men in the world. And he had it and it was fine. But he gets access to like the well, yeah, I mean, he had the, the most doctors. ridiculous medical like, there's care. No, there's no way they're sending him to A&E, no, is it? No, no, no. They gave him all of the, they gave them all of the experimental treatments. Yeah. Whereas I was just, I'm, I'm basically. But not the bleach. Why did they not give him the bleach? I'm basically Adam's canary down the mine. <laughs> and if I survive Maybe he actually infected He you. knows he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a problem by 2050, you reckon, where we're going to be totally fucked. Yeah. What does totally fucked mean to you does that mean we are past the point of no return and we just have to ride this shit out and the world is still livable but it's going to get worse or does it mean mad max fucking scenario you know we're all fucking killing each other for water and the land is like a fucking desert i think it'd be more mad max if it kept on going to 2100 2050 we're at the point where we're really fighting we are i mean we're already starting to have wars over water um are we yeah yeah not 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 where we live Obviously, there's plenty of water. So where's having having war over water? There's like places in like in Africa, like in Somalia and stuff. They're definitely having you know wars over over water. Really? Yeah. Are you talking about pirate ships? They're not (laughs) talking about what? Wars over water? Are you talking about pirate ships? No. (laughs) Not wars on water. (laughs) Wars over water. You mean the war is for water, not this for water. This is all we know it. about Somalia, isn't it? Pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirates. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I, I understand what I've just said is very offensive, but it's my job to be ignorant. <laughs> That's my job. I do it for a living, and I do it to a decent degree. No, but I mean, when I teach about water, I do ex- already teach about conflict, and there are already, you know, discussions. I mean, we're already taking water from one place and moving it to other places. We're already doing that. So by 2050, there's a lot of places that won't have. Do you know who Michael Burry is? Michael Burry, no. Do you know who he is? He is, have you ever watched the film The Big Short? Yes. So he's the guy that owned that massive venture capital thing that shorted the banks and made shit tons of money, right? And his commodity now, the only thing he trades in now is water. 
that tells you something. It does, doesn't it? Yes. And well, and this is actually where when you start to look at the way finances are being invested now, there's a lot of people as well that like a lot of insurance companies are investing in renaturing. Like here in the UK, um, to solve flooding, they're actually investing in renaturing the uplands because they realize that the only way that you can physically stop a lot of the flooding in downstream communities like Hebden Bridge that gets flooded all the time, yeah. right? Um, the only way you can stop that is by putting more vegetation and the uplands to stop all the water just running down because we're going... Everyone thinks the UK is going to get nicer during with climate change. They're like, it's going to get warmer. Isn't it going to be great? Yeah. It's not. It's going to get shitter. So it's going to have warmer, wetter winters and only marginally warmer summers. Like, it's really just going to be more consistently shit through the year. So it's going to have warm, wet winters? Warm, wet winters. I'm not, I'm not about that at all. No. When I think of climate change in, in the UK, I genuinely think of it's going to be a bit more like Spain. Yeah, exactly. Like 2018 when we had that summer where it was just yeah. glorious. I don't, it's not going to be like that. I don't that like the, the idea time. of living in marshland. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just be wet. Really? Well, I mean, the southeast, oh, the southeast will get drier, but the rest of us is going to get Hang on. Here's my question. Why are people fighting over water if there's about to be more of it? Well, there's about to be more of it here, but this is the thing. I actually prefer the term global weirding because essentially the world's going to get weirder. And But pl places that are dry already. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, For yeah. the news that's to where call the it that. That's, that's where the... Um, tonight you we see, are talking to Sarah from the University of <laughs> about the ongoing global weirding. You see, you see a fully grown man walking down the road in like a, a, a latex dog gimp suit. Yeah, yeah. It's global weirding. It's just global weirding. <laughs> it's global. Yeah, see, there, we run into a branding problem again, don't we? Because people will be like, I could go with some weirder. So what, so what other shit. weird shit's going to happen? Well, so, I mean, you, you, this is why we get, like, weird weather. You remember when we were having all of the hail and stuff? Last month, we were getting all yeah. this, like, weird... It's it's more stuff like that. It's more freak weather events. Like Jumanji. I haven't seen Jumanji. No. I don't think. I think I saw it a long time ago. So, really? I'll help you out. Not like Jumanji. <laughs> Let me explain the plot of Jumanji to you. Was so, Jumanji the one with um? Who's in Jumanji? Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, or yeah. It's been a the, long time. Or the second one, uh, The Rock. The Rock. Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happens is and two others. There's people playing a board game, and the board game comes to life. Yes, and yes. Okay, I did see this. There's elephants running ago. through the yeah. streets, yeah. and giraffes and tigers. It's, there's a jungle. It's not in no, a town. It's, it's not. There is be, there is hail be. at one point as well, where the hail's alive. <laughs> That big half that's a what... scene. Freddy <laughs> has relegated an entire movie, right, yeah. to, to half a scene yeah. for global warming. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about global warming, yeah. and you said the word hail, yeah. and he went, hang on, there was two and a half minutes in Jumanji. <laughs> it wasn't even that, 30 seconds maximum. That's my the, reference point. All of the files in your brain, and that's the one that you picked out. First. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was that yeah. was first in yeah. my Rolodex of references. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. When people boil it down to the world getting warmer, it's not just about that. Like, it's lots of weather and patterns will change. And the one that is really freaky is if the Gulf Stream weekends and we will be totally fucked in the uk so the gulf stream is that big stream of earth that yeah. brings colder from uh cold places yeah 
I missed a calling as a weatherman, didn't I? Cold air coming from cold places. It's basically the thing that keeps our island I think mild. there's a quite a lot of negative connotations these days to being called Fred the Weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> you are laughing at that. You don't understand that reference, no. do you? There was no, a weatherman from the northwest of England called Fred, and he was uh, the nation's sweetheart until he was convicted of uh, paedophilia. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't call him the nation's sweetheart. I wouldn't go that far for Fred yeah, the Weatherman. Fred the Weatherman, Princess Diana, one and the same for a long time. Is, is, is in many way- ways, both of their careers ended in a car crash. Um, All right. Careers. Yeah. Let's go with careers. Okay. Yeah. I think being a princess is a career. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Unless you're Meghan Markle. Yeah. Um, Go on. So yeah, the jet stream that keeps our, um, that keeps our island mild. If that weakens, then, you know, you know how the UK, did you learn this in school? The UK is much warmer than it should be at its latitude. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, yeah. you learn that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, year nine, you... I think we did that. Yeah, yeah, No. Did we learn <laughs> well, that? Do you know what I learned? You're, this is geography, innit? At a, yeah, at yeah, a base yeah. level. This is geography. Do you know what I learned in ge- geography? There's sedentary rocks. There's the other one. Oh, yeah, the rocks. And Good. oxbow lakes yeah, exist. Yeah. And that's all I pretty much Oh, I learned, when I think GCSE geography, the one word that springs to mind for me, erosion. Okay. I, I, I remember right. doing. That's when rivers get wider, isn't it? I, <laughs> I remember. I remember doing quite a lot on erosion, and I remember looking at cliffs yeah. and them sort of crumbling. And I remember geography teachers going, "Whoa, erosion!" And that's pretty much it. I, well, I didn't know that the UK is hotter than so it's meant to be. Well, yeah. So, so, but erosion <laughs> is another way in which we're fucked because we're losing all of this. Um, we're losing all of this uh, soil, and it, once you, you know, it takes millions of years to form really fertile soil. So, or not millions of years. I'm exaggerating. So but the, it takes a very long time. Going back to the Gulf Stream. So the Gulf Stream is basically uh, simplifying it. It's the UK's Urcon. Yeah, I think, I'm actually thinking I'm confusing now that I'm thinking about it. The Gulf Stream, I think, is the one that goes through the Gulf in America. And I think you, yours is called something else, the Jet okay. Stream. It might be, I don't know, I don't remember if it's the same one. Is it like the, the current? I'm no longer a real scientist. Wind? It's, yeah, it's the current, it's the kind of currents that run through the warm water that goes through and up. And the if we Atlantic. lose that, we're super fucked. Yeah, it'll be really cold because. We're actually at, so I grew up in Michigan, which people always think, ooh, Michigan's cold. You probably don't know anything about Michigan, but Michigan- Big fuck off lake. Yes, several lakes. Fifth biggest lake in the world, like Michigan. Well, it's the largest source of fresh water in the world. So those wars, it's gonna be the epicenter of those wars. Everyone's You're gonna, gonna get gonna want, Somalians coming to Michigan. Gonna want, yeah, exactly. I think Californians will come first, but you know, I hope okay. to see, you know, nice, nice. The first place in the world where there's pirate kayaks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like they're doing a Duke of Edinburgh award. It's a really, it's a really slow build up as you're watching them come towards you. Imagine watching Pirates of the Caribbean on kayaks. <laughs> best film oh my god so i mean we're we're like 52 degrees north so we're at i don't know somewhere somewhere in canada like somewhere more northerly in canada but we're not nearly as cold okay so that is one of the things that's changing um and and so far most of the carbon dioxide 
that's been released by humans has been absorbed by the oceans. And so at some point, the, we expect that the ocean will reach a tipping point and no longer be able to take most of the flack, basically. Basically, it's, it's, it's taking most of the burden now. And at some point, the ocean won't be able to absorb anymore. And that's when things could just tip over into something really How bad. How quick would the tip over be? Well, we don't know exactly, but it could be very rapid. You know, when like, there's all these, um, you know, historical events where, say, there were um, volcanic eruptions and stuff, and then we had these, you know, weird weather patterns. Um, so things can happen pretty quickly on a global scale. So we don't actually know. There's lots of different modeling. All the models suggest something the slightly th different. The thing is, is I always find that pretty quickly for science is not pretty quickly at all. Because well, yeah, yeah. Scientists say glaciers move pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's like a quarter of an inch a year. Yeah. Like, I always click on these articles, and it goes, the world is going to be fucked. And I go, oh, shit. And then it goes, within the next 100 years. And I'm like, I I'm find right. It's going to be faster than that. I find it very... I know this is really selfish and stupid. Well, not stupid, but definitely selfish. I find it very, very hard to give a shit about any generation after what will be my grandkids. Yeah. Because I know I'm, ne <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be a great-grandfather. Yeah. So those people will never exist in my... Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, this is why they call climate change the greatest collective action challenge of our time. And our brains are not... Our brains are set up like that. They only care about people in our tribe and people that we might know are related to us and so our brains are not actually equipped to deal with it we have to like override it with our logical brain Do i know? often don't recycle because i'm just like this yogurt pot she looks so upset she looks it so bad. doesn't matter <laughs> this yogurt pot individually doesn't matter do you know what so it can go in the bin it's really funny that you say that because i have a similar view in a way that I think that when they put so much emphasis on a single human being doing their job, but so little emphasis on massive multi... You have touched on a nerve, yes. Yeah, so I always, so here's the thing, right? I uh, grew up right near these, I, I think it was, a, it was like an industrial plant, and they had the, those two huge, big fucking concrete towers that go up and around like that, that billowed out smoke 24 hours yeah. a day. And I always used to think if they turned that off for a minute, then that would probably do more for the environment than I could do in my entire life. Yes. And the other thing about that is, I mean, so that's why I work on policy and I don't work on behavior change. And one thing that you can do, and all of my students do this, and I always tell them, if you do this, I'm going to mark you down for it, but they do it anyway. I say, if you suggest that the policy should be to educate people... I'm going to mark you down because the first thing is there's a just because we know something doesn't mean we do it. We all know we should eat vegetables, right? <laughs> but not everyone eats vegetables. There's a very weak link between I know something and I do something. But the other thing is all of the, you know, when you see these like public education campaigns, like hands, face, space. Yeah. Um, there's actually like a very weak effect on behavior. And most, most studies show that you only get about a five to 10% change in behavior through those big public campaigns. Oh, I totally believe that. And I also believe that um, uh, campaigns that raise awareness, raise awareness for several weeks, and then we instantly forget. Right. So regression. You go regression. So yeah. here's, here, here's... There are pictures of dead children on cigarette packets. Yeah. And, you and just, people still smoke. Yeah. Here's the thing. Do you remember the ice bucket challenge? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. What was it raising awareness for? ALS. 
And you know what? They had a successful treatment out of it. No. They I, did. I wouldn't have been able to fucking know the answer to that for a million pounds. I don't know what ALS is. <laughs> <laughs> but you, that's the thing. It, so the, the only reason I remember it is because it came it came around recently where it was like, look, social media did something good. So that money that was raised was used to fund research into new treatments and it was successful. They had a new treatment. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. I seen that. I still don't know what it is. What was I think the S is for syndrome. I, I all I know was <laughs> didn't it used to be called Lou Gehrig's disease? Yeah. yeah. No, that's um is, or that, is that a different isn't one? Isn't that Huntington's? Uh, oh. ALS is what Stephen Hawking had. Oh, okay. Most in your own disease. That's the same thing. Oh, so it's so ALS is similar to motor neuron disease. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. But but there is there is also when they do follow up studies, campaign, really. they kind of regress. People also regress. Their behaviors regress. Also, I mean, when you see the little, um, they've done research on those little signs that say like "turn the lights out before you leave the yeah. room," or the oh the hotel ones of "hang your towel up to save water for the environment," which is actually, of course, to save money yeah. for the hotel. Oh yeah, totally. I just yeah. I, I just think the ice bucket challenge. To do that <laughs> Stephen Hawkins disease. To do a challenge that makes literally everyone who does it jump out of a chair. <laughs> <laughs> a bit much in it. It's not fair, really, is it? It's a bit much in it. It is. Yeah. It's like fucking dance for leprosy, <laughs> isn't it? It's like a bit more. Dance for leprosy, I'd get involved in. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, dance yeah. for leprosy. Um, it's not a disease you hear much about anymore, leprosy. Leprosy. Mm. No, because all the lips have fallen off. Yeah. So I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> What be? Sorry, this is going out on a sidetrack. If you had to pick one thing to fall off due to leprosy, what would you pick? Off my body? No, yeah. Shelf. <laughs> um, I think. Look, you're looking at your feet and deciding which one. No, not me. Not me. Foot. I was about to say the middle toe on my left foot, but maybe that would fuck no, me. No, it, it has to be something substantial. It has to be something weighty. weighty. Like, yeah, so it has to weigh. Uh, I want it noted for the record that I didn't immediately make a dick joke there. <laughs> Would have been so easy. Would have been so easy. But also as well, I you feel want... like you know how much individual body parts weigh. You're about to go, it needs to weigh about. Mm, let me see. I stopped myself because I had no <laughs> frame of reference at all. I was going to say three kilos and I had no idea how much that was. No idea. Um, um, would you lose? I'd probably lose my left hand. Right. And so then you could get a cool hand. Oh, like, yeah. One of those yeah, cool, yeah. like, bionic hands. They do look great. They have come on a lot. They really they? have. They have yeah. come on a lot, thanks to awareness that has been raised yeah. through... Um, Social media through, challenges. Through the Paper Scissors Stone Challenge. <laughs> 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 oh, rock again. <laughs> 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 fucking hell but that's that's the problem with climate change though you can't do a challenge and then suddenly solve climate change it doesn't work like that do you know you, do you, you know can't do, do investigate a new treatment do you know what my attitude with climate change is and this is dead unhealthy this but part of me thinks this right so i'm sure there's some psychological thing at play here if i am in a airplane and i am the only person in an airplane i apart from the pilot I will ideally. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. yeah. I will f- I'll be shitting myself the whole flight. What if we crash? If I am in a 300 seater Boeing 747, yeah. I don't care because there's a bit of 
part of my brain that goes, well, we're all fucked, so why am I worrying? That's interesting. And I feel like climate change is the same thing. I kind of know that I'm fucked, but everyone's fucked, so it's fine. Yeah, that's that's. So you'd be more bothered about climate change if it was just your house that was going to get <laughs> yeah. off? Oh, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Well, I think that is Would true, you? actually. Mate, honestly, yeah. if, if climate change just affected my house, I'd be doing everyone's bins. <laughs> I'd be running around, I'd be sorting. I'd be like a, the, the fucking northern raccoon. Do you know what I mean? Just going through people's bins and shit and fucking, don't drive, you know. Wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, I, uh, how hot's it going to get? Do you know what I mean? Like, I understand, and I understand how infuriating my attitudes are to someone who genuinely gives a shit. I really, really do understand. I do. But just so you know, I actually don't give a shit is what you're going to say, No, right? it's not that yeah, I don't is, give is a shit. you're going to follow it up. <laughs> I want to, but I just can't. Like, I'm lazy inherently. Yeah. Right? So, and because in my head, to back to the yoga pot thing, this yoga pot is doing fuck all. Yeah. Like, literally fuck all yeah so it doesn't matter and because this one doesn't matter neither does the yoga pot i'm gonna have tomorrow yeah, in, okay. your, in your head it's like doing a it's like seeing a tsunami and then taking a piss it's like well my wee's not gonna do any difference when there's fucking millions of tons of water coming in anyway and that's it's just x doesn't it's mathematical to me x doesn't matter so therefore x never matters well so here's the thing because you're not alone right lots yeah. of people are lazy i'd say you're probably the norm most people are like oh, i can't be fucked doing this it's a lot of effort to like make the right choices and that's why you change the choices that can be made and that's where it goes back to your comment about like the um the bigger like who, who are the companies that are actually making most of the pollution the infrastructure so the uk has actually done better than most places in europe in terms of cutting down its carbon emissions and you know why go on it's all to do with our energy grid and you didn't have to do anything you, really? you you guys didn't have to change your behavior you could continue to use as much electricity is that is that smart meters no, it's not smart I was, meters. I was going to say because... I just I, got my smart meter installed today. I've had a... Uh, my energy company keeps texting me saying, we will give you a smart yes. meter for free. And I haven't texted them back because I can't be asked speaking to it them. It took me three years for them to install mine. They kept going, oh, yep, we've got an appointment. And they kept canceling it. And then they came and they went, your house is too old. We can't put one in. So it took me three years and I just got mine today. Is that, that, but but no. really annoying. Right. Oh, no. So my, my, uh, my boiler... <laughs> has okay. got a timer on it. So if I want, I could learn how to go. <laughs> how to go, right. In winter, I'm going out for the night. I'll be back about 10. I'll put the heating on at 9.30 and the house will be nice and warm. Yeah. When I get back. Yeah. So for the six hours I'm going to be out. It's off. It's off. I could learn how to <laughs> do that. Yeah. Or I could do what I actually do, which is turn it on at three o'clock mm -hmm. and have a nice hot house all day with no one else. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be so easy as well. That's the annoying thing. Like, there's a timer on it. Yeah. I just don't know how to yeah. do this. Like, a Google search would probably, like, say, you it's fucking very, idiot, it's, it's this. It's very, very easy, actually. Mm. Two um, minutes, I reckon that'd take. Yeah, yeah, it really would take two minutes. Two but, minutes. But this is, why, this is why it's a good example. Like, we have transformed our energy system without most British people knowing. Yeah. And it's because we've switched to more sustainable forms of power. And that's that's how you solve climate change. That's why when everyone was like, if we just stick at home and we don't travel to work, then we're going to solve climate change. No, you solve climate change by changing the infrastructure. So just to pick up on what you said there, 
Um, I had a chat recently with a comedian friend of ours who is one of the smartest people I know, and his, his name's Gary Delaney. You know Gary, don't you? Mm-hmm. So Gary's de- so Gary um, basically called COVID like in February 2020, didn't he? Like yeah. he sent emails out to promoters that said there's going to be no live you know, economy, there's going to be no yeah. gig economy, there's going to be nothing until there's a vaccine. His time frames were a little off to begin with. Only slightly. Only slightly. How long did he say? Uh, so he said that he was hopeful of gigging again by the end of 2020, but then he revised it and said uh, midway through 2021. So he's mm. ab- about, he was, he's, he's really close. Because I said but, two years and I was a little bit But he's, grim. he was calling this... At, um, Greta Thunberg thought it'd be three weeks. Optimistic. Did twice. she? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know what Greta Thunberg thinks about Do you know what? COVID? She's been quiet throughout this, hasn't she? She's been suspiciously quiet. Leprosy. Lost her lips. <laughs> she, had lo- she had lost. <laughs> How dare you? She you lost- have ruined my face. She oh. lost all her momentum. That's why. So, so here's what he did, right? Is he called it. This was February 2020. This is before anyone was even asked or knew what a bloody R, yeah. n- R number was, right? So I was talking to him recently. He has put a quarter of all of his money in uranium. And the reason for that is because he says that governments are going to get big into climate change and better forms of energy. Transition fuel. He said the only way that you can create uh, clean energy without completely tanking your economy to pieces is through nuclear power. Yeah. He's and right. He's completely right. I mean, he's I mean, he he's not right about the tanking your economy. I would I would disagree with that with the reality of it, but I would agree with that's going to become a big transition fuel. And James Lovelock, do you know who James Lovelock nope. is? Is probably your country's most famous environmentalist, other than David Attenborough, of course. But James Lovelock, um, he invented the Gaia theory. He's an ecologist, and he he he's is been Gaia writing about the this. spirit of the earth thing, that, and it sort of heals it's itself. Not, no, that's how hippies take it. He actually wrote about how the earth is like it operates as a system, which is actually scientifically based. But hippies take it, and they're like, Mother Gaia, she op, you know, like she's healing. And I thought Gaia helping. was the thing they put in boost bars. Yeah. <laughs> There is a Gaia bar. I think there's a Gaia bar because Gaia means earth. Anyway, he's been writing about this for at least 30 years. I would would not drink in a Gaia bar. Absolutely not. What? Was that just a homophobic joke? Yes. (laughs) Do you know what? I said it. Do you know what? I said it. No relevance, no context, (laughs) no reason whatsoever. I said it. I said like it, gang. and I was like, and I was like, why am I saying this? And it was already out of my mouth. I was actually talking about the food, like a bar, like a ah, right, okay, like a, an energy bar. Okay, yeah. edit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Freddie went. There's an opportunity for a joke here, but I haven't quite got time to write it. Yeah, exactly. I went. There's there's a pun here, a very pithy pun at best. I'm not going to self-edit. I'm mm-hmm. going to throw it out there and see what happens. And if you throw enough shit at the wall, some of it will be problematic. I feel that that, that is the spirit of comedy. That should be the trailer for this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know you're going to put a clip out, aren't you? You're going to put a clip yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. If you throw enough shit at the wall, <laughs> some of it will be problematic. Pigoted, come uh, soon. So um, That can be played when you're cancelled later on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, again? Again. So Gaia is uh, is the theory that James... What, what was James Lovelock. James Lovelock. Again, I've never with. heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really... It, 
it sounds more hippy dippy than it is when it's actually kind of it, it makes sense and that the uh, the earth has a number of systems and they kind of all work together and that when you throw one system out of kilter then it has knock-on effects and then you get into the chaos theory thing of if a butterfly fat flaps its wings there's sure a, always been but, obsessed with but that that's, theory. yeah but you know like it is a real thing it's just that hippies always take it to be more like mother nature's yeah sensitive and the fact is the earth will outlive us all it's more robust than humans well i was gonna say my like like because they do say mother nature like like that's the uh narrative that people like to peddle this idea that if you throw one can of coke on the ground then like uh you know trees will cease to exist or something like that but actually isn't mother nature oh god calling it mother nature is horrible i know it's horrible isn't 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 nature like incredibly robust it's incredibly resilient and the thing is humans undermine that resilience but ultimately at the end of the day and that's why i don't like the idea of like saving the planet it's actually about saving people because we'll be gone before the planet is gone yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll boot us off. It'll be like, look, I've had enough. Here's, yeah. here's my thing. Right. Here's another thing. I keep saying, here's my thing. And I've had eight things. Right. So I think humans, and this is sort of observed and self anecdotal, do their best work, might be the wrong word, but they get shit done when they need to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, we, we sorted that COVID vaccine pretty quickly because yeah. COVID was about to kill everyone. Yeah. Right? And, like, when I've got, uh, for example, a, a tour coming up and I've got 20 minutes of material two months before it and I've, I've spent eight months writing that 20 minutes, yeah. I'll have an hour by the time the tour kicks off because yeah. in that next two months I'll do the other 40 minutes because I need to do it. So why don't we just wait and just keep not recycling and then just before everything's about to explode, people will probably go, oh, here's the problem solved. Because you can't, like, correct it that quickly. That's the problem. So when scientists talk about, like, time, as you said, it's over a long period of time. So it does actually take a long period of time to... So, like, unless we create some sort of, I don't know, enormous vacuum to just vacuum out all of the carbon from the atmosphere... Well, someone will do that. No, they won't. They we've been talking. No, we've been talking about this for, again, decades. Like, people but, think climate change is... they haven't done it because like they don't need thing. to do it yet. That's my do we fit. not need to do it though? I mean, that we th- we think that we don't need to do it because we live in the UK, but there there are like islands underwater right now, like it, you know. <laughs> and they're on the government's green list. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly. You can travel to the former island of. <laughs> I love I, I loved it when they were like, uh, guys, Australia. We, you can go to Australia. I, I I loved it when the government was like, guys, we have put. Afghanistan on the yeah. red list. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. If if you were thinking about holidaying yeah. in Afghanistan, unfortunately, yeah. you're going to have to quarantine when. Sorry, if you come back, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, they put, like, well, they put Australia and New Zealand on the green list when you're not allowed to go unless you're a citizen. That's you know, why it's on the green list. Though. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Talking about what you said though about like let's leave it to the last minute and stuff. Yeah. I read something that there is a thought about climate change. You'll be able to tell me definitely whether or not this is, there is some merit to it or it is bollocks. Um, And I'm guessing the latter. Um, uh, So the idea is, is that we're already sort of past the point of no return. And the best way to get out of this situation is by accelerating our technological growth 
so that our technology surpasses whatever damage we're doing and that we have the capability to reverse all the problems. So that seems like you're just people are just thinking though that well technological growth will ultimately lead to a technology that works for this thing. That's a little bit scattergun. Space Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is exactly it. All the millionaires are just like well, we're going to spend our money on space. And then everyone goes, oh, well, it's fine to spend your money on space because eventually it'll help us save the environment down here. What? what? How can you guarantee that? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that just because technological growth wouldn't automatically lead to the right technological growth. But is it also right to say that um, putting in changes and reverting... Um, like, like, like making all the changes that we need to make, would that also not guarantee like saving the environment in the way that we need to save it? If we actually, if we actually needed, made the changes that we needed to make, there are plenty of scenarios where we could um, turn this ship around, basically. So what changes? So I think a lot of this is, th what you've just said is, is the definition of like why we're in the Anthropocene. It's pure hubris. It's like, well, people can control the entire Earth system. People are talking about putting umbrellas in space, basically, to shield us from the sun. Well, like, and like, that's gonna work out well. Millions of Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They've been talking about um, spraying sulfur particles to mimic like we're having a volcanic eruption because we just think, well, we could fuck with the entire Earth atmosphere without too bad a consequences, right? It does seem like the beginning of every zombie film I've ever watched. I mean, this is the thing. You When you hear this, you're like, have you watched any films? <laughs> yeah, Come yeah, yeah. On. So <laughs> you can't say, have you watched any films as if they're documentaries? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no one's ever put an umbrella in space. So no. why don't we just see? Why don't we just try and see if it fucks the entire world? Oh, but what if it fixes it? A single umbrella. <laughs> a man who takes a chance. <laughs> I like the idea of sort of shooting the person in space who then releases yeah. the umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Put a big umbrella. umbrella on the front of a spaceship, but keep it closed till you get out there. Because obviously it's bad luck to open it when it's... <laughs> get it up there. Right in the way of the sun. We always, got a bit of shade. But we always think about science as though it's like this like pure objective thing. We actually don't know what will happen if we do this. Though. Do you know what, though, is I always think if we put a giant fuck-off umbrella on top of the world, what would aliens think of us? <laughs> do you know what I mean? How ridiculous would that planet look? To other life forms. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. about the image. What about, I mean, what will people think of Earth? <laughs> oh. But what if the other aliens are struggling like we are in the exact same way? And like, how are we going to do it? And then they come and see our umbrella. And then Great they, idea. They just turn, they were coming for us to help them. And they just turn around and they're like, Giant umbrella. Of course. <laughs> of course. Why didn't we think it'd be a giant umbrella? So, apart, like, giant umbrellas aside, what can we do to fix it? So what are the changes that need to be made? Well, the transformation of the energy system is a big one. And I think that one we can do. Technologically, that's where technology can come in. We are getting so much better with renewables. They are no longer so expensive. I think over time they are going to become, you know, and I do think that nuclear is a great transition. There's the waste issue, but there's very little waste that actually comes out of nuclear. It's a very small amount of waste. It's just the storage that's a bit of a problem. Mm. Um, but the, so that's a big thing. The, um, there's an obsession with planting trees. And really, I mean, if we 
if we not just planted trees, because it's not just about forests, if we restored a lot of landscapes, that would make a massive difference. But we have to do it on enormous scales. So every country has to do it on enormous scales. Well, I mean, we can't really do it on an enormous scale, can we? We don't have enormous scales. Because what I would say <laughs> is enormous scales at my house. <laughs> Fat joke. Um, but that's, that's me getting one in on myself before he... Yeah. Because it hurts no, less. It. Here's my question. Right, another yeah. one. Right, another one. Um, Here's my thing. What can I do that will actually... Make a difference. <laughs> Fix your fucking boiler, you prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, it, I would but say that won't make a difference. It, it will. I it would won't. say, I would say, um, so I, you can't buy your way to a better world. So I would say instead, what you should do is to consume less stuff. Right. That's what I mean. That's not a sexy thing, isn't it? You can't go out there and be like, hey, you know what you need to do? It's not, you don't buy this sustainable thing. You stop buying so much stuff. But don't they, don't companies, um, uh, like, haven't they already prepared for that with planned obsolescence? Well, yes. I mean, that gets into... I mean, that's particular types of stuff that have planned you, obsolescence. So hang on. Is it the buying the stuff that's the problem or the throwing it away? Well, a bit of both. The more stuff you buy and the more you can... Kind of like every time you have to, like, upgrade to something new, then you're throwing more stuff My away. My dad is the most environmentally friendly person in the world. <laughs> oh, no, that's exactly it. No, He's this got is, seven hoovers. This is so true. So when I was studying environmental science, my lecturers actually assigned us the task of speaking to our grandparents about who had lived through the Great Depression to talk to them because they were like, I guarantee you, your grandparents are the most sustainable people that you know. And you know, you got your grandparents that have like a little drawer full of aluminium foil that they perfectly fold and yeah, reuse yeah, yeah. again. Like that is, that is sustainable. Like a lot of this stuff and the reason that, you know, the change has accelerated so much since the 1950s is that we've changed the way that we've lived. So as an individual, that's the least sexy, but helpful thing. I would do. I would say though again going back do, do you know what planned obsolescence is? Yeah. It's where uh certain products are uh essentially engineered in a way that they will not last. So iPhones. A, yeah, yeah. A great so example. Stops is your, I do this all the fucking time. You get your phone and let's say your contract is two years. Yeah. 18 months in you kind of know that your contract is coming up soon and you go, do you know what? I actually think I'll keep this one. I don't think I'll upgrade. It's doing me fine, this. Yeah. And it's like your phone hears that. <laughs> yeah, and then overnight, the next day, your phone goes, ta-da, I'm now a piece of shit. Yeah. And you spend your the last six months yeah. charging it every hour, fucking can't get signal, fucking trying to load something up and it takes forever. That's what planned obsolescence is. The, the phones are designed to break so that you'll buy another one, basically. And it is true that, like, older you know when you kind of do the they used to make things better back in the day and they kind of did they lasted longer like things did last longer so the planned obsolescence is a thing absolutely um so there's still like all of this is we're never going to solve it just by us in this room doing stuff differently yeah. like it does have to come from the companies i heard somewhere see that, what i've just heard there yeah is i can't do anything i told you what you can do and I've given you, it's a lazy person solution that I've given you. Stop buying, don't buy as much shit when you think, oh, I need to buy some, I need to buy a new television. Just don't, just be too lazy to go buy the new television. Well, 
But what will I what, do then? What am I gonna? So, so, so <laughs> here's the not thing. To, I, don't, I haven't got like spare television. <laughs> I'm not buying. I'm not like an abundance of television. <laughs> what literally above his head is this he is saying? This is your show. <laughs> I bought them for you. I've got two televisions. I've got one in the living room, one in the bedroom. Right. I will buy another one when one of them ceases to Why be do a you television. Need two televisions. Because I watch them in two rooms. So, so do you know what? you've done i think here is is you've framed it to adam the wrong way because you've told i love him, a reframing please so reframe you've told him to buy less stuff yeah and he's heard that and i know adam and i know that he's gone fuck you i'll do what i want yeah. in my in his head yeah right so here's how oh, what i've actually done is gone oh, so i can't buy any stuff exactly so what i would have said is buy better stuff so it lasts longer Totally. Yes. So instead of that just buying, instead of just advice. buying two TVs, yeah. uh, buy one really big telly that you'll just want to watch because it's fucking great and does everything. Right. Buy buy a TV that's so good you won't want to replace it because it's so ahead of the game. And it'll last ages. And the same would go for clothes, right? Like if you buy fewer but nicer clothes that don't fall apart after you've washed them ten times. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is like spending that. Like, I don't spend putting enough. that out. The output is yeah. The the outlay of money is a lot. So it's here's so the thing. It, is, it's a privilege. Here's thing. the thing as well. Is I found. I I mean, I did a little bit of research before this, and um, I found that the single, the worst thing that you can do for the environment is to have a kid. Yeah. So that's why I don't have kids. Really? Is that the reason? Yeah, one of the reasons. Genuinely. It's not the only reason, but yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting too personal yeah. now. You I'm just gonna... not that into kids either. <laughs> but... I thought it was going to go one of two ways. No, 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 gonna... no. no, no. I'm ideological and I'm barren, so let's yeah. move on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. This uh, is now taking a turn. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So no, not it is, kids. absolutely. But how can you sell that to people, though? Mm, it's a good question. I, I think... Have though... less kids. Have a better kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have a better kid. Yes. I've got one big fuck off kid that'll last for ages. I, I was gonna say a nineteen foot tall kid was, that lasts two hundred. I was gonna say something really inappropriate, then I stopped myself. I actually do think the social norm is changing without people realizing it. If you actually look at the statistics, people of my vintage, um, there's gonna be a lot more people like when we get to more like middle age who don't have children. Like there's a lot more people that don't have children. And I think as it becomes more of a social norm, because we are social creatures, we like, we do what other people do, even if we think of ourselves as fiercely independent. And as it becomes like more normal to make the choice not to have kids, I think that will naturally happen. But you could also sell people, like I, I should, I probably shouldn't say this, but when I see people who have like four kids in this modern era, I'm like, you don't need them to work the farm. Like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. did you think you needed to have so many? I understand back in the day we did have more kids, but now it's a bit strange to have a lot of kids. So having less kids, maybe you can well, sell people they on did, that. They did something in China, didn't they? Where they well, went, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they went, so for a while in China, they went, listen, you're only allowed to have one kid. And uh, if it's a girl, then we ain't going to pay you for it. So enjoy. So you, so you might well might well murder those. Yeah, um, yeah. No. We, we we trust you not to get rid of them if you have them. We trust this episode never get monetized. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not. Can't wait proposing. to see you doing an Uncle Roger style apology videos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I, so I'm, I'm not I'm not suggesting that we put that into policy. I actually think social norms are more powerful than policy just in, this, in this particular case. You're not suggesting a policy of murdering children. I am not. Just to clarify. Just to clear that up. Just to clear it up. We don't I want anyone not, going away from I'm this not, episode no. thinking, did she want to murder kids? No, 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 no. No, no. Kids, kids, kids are the future. And to be honest, when I'm asked to speak about environmental issues, it often comes from the youth. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's it, because they know that they're the ones that are going to have exactly. to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's right. So, what I would ask is if, because you do government governance and policy and stuff like that, yeah. if if they put you in charge tomorrow yeah. and they said, listen, you can make any laws that you want that we all have to follow as a government, but these have to be stuff that the general population would you know, go along with. Yeah. What would you do? What would you change that we're not already doing? I wouldn't, I would probably make a lot more things mandatory. So at the moment we, um, we, we've moved away from when we made the big gains with the environment in the 1970s, it was all kind of command and control legislation where we said, you have to hit, like, you can't pollute above this threshold. You can't just dump stuff in the water anymore. Um, that's when we made the biggest gains. And then we kind of, you know, Reaganomics came along, the Thatcher era, all of that. And we went, you know what? We'll just do incentives now. We'll just, we won't, penalize people who do the wrong thing. We'll just reward people for doing the right thing. And that hasn't really gotten us very far. So I think I'd go back to a bit more command and control and say, you're only allowed to emit up to this much carbon. It would never happen then under the current regime. But if if I were in charge, if dictator Sarah were in charge, I would go back to more of that command and control. You can only release this much carbon. You have to follow the principles of like a circular economy. So you're actually reusing materials because back to your yogurt cup, that yogurt cup, will never go away. All of the plastic that's been made is still in existence. It's still just floating around, (laughs) but you can't see it, yeah. But this is where the circular economy comes in in that you you can reuse that material again and again. And if you're- I've never seen a yogurt pot again. (laughs) (laughs) No one's, it's gone, it's- like they don't I find don't, their way back. Have you it's it's because there's some fucking poor kid in the Philippines that has to live on a rubbish dump. That's exactly full it. of fucking Adam's fucking. So we now do. he's got a nice new toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can put get get the next one I throw out. Put a little string. You got a little phone thing. Oh my! I used God. to do that when I was a kid. Little lad soundproofed his bedroom with all your fucking yogurt parts. That's just. Oh my! Hello. <laughs> That's what we do. We send it. We send our our rubbish away. I also hope that you give a very nice Christmas present to the people who pick up your rubbish because it sounds like you make them work really, really hard. Um, the only person who picks up my rubbish is whoever I'm in a relationship <laughs> with at the time, and that's they take I, it. They take it from the curb. You make the person you're in a relationship with. I don't litter. With. <laughs> I don't litter. I don't. No, I mean when you put it out at the curb, there's there's a there's a person that takes your rubbish away. Oh, the, to the bin tip. man. The the bin men. Yeah. I hope I, that you give them. I hope that you give uh, them a nice gift because it sounds like you're making them work really I hard. I don't tip no, no, no. bin men. Hang on. No, well, I, I don't tip bin men either. It just sounds like he's, right. putting, he's putting a lot of whoa, pressure whoa, 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 on whoa, whoa, whoa. them. He's if like, anything, they take it away. If anything, <laughs> I, my, I make my bin man's job easier than you because, like, my bin man, it's the same guy or the same four men every week. They come and one week is the purple bin, which is the rubbish. And the next week is the recycling bin, which is the blue one. And if anything, he gets a house off every two weeks because there's never anything in the bin. 
I've seen He's it. picking up less bins. <laughs> All right, so then the next time your bin man comes around. That's my present take yeah. next Thursday. Yeah, you should, you should go out to him and say, but unfortunately, do you appreciate me? <laughs> unfortunately, on one of those two weeks where it's your normal bin, it is packed so tightly. It's <laughs> exactly. like fucking dark matter. <laughs> no, 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 so no, no, condensed. no, it isn't. So I fill it up like pots. normal. And then, so my bins get collected on a Friday morning. Okay. So I fill it up like normal. I put my purple bin out and then there's normally about four or five bin bags that I haven't got a home yet and I just go and put one in each of my different neighbours paper <laughs> bin which is already out in the street and they all leave a little bit of space because they all recycle so they've got space in their bin and yeah that's they are fucking brilliant but you know it's interesting to me that you keep coming back to recycling because that is like it's not the number you know it, it, it to me it seems like it's the thing that we learned when we were a kid it's the first thing you learn about don't litter and to recycle and so when I tell people what I do they're like oh I don't litter and I'm like, but that's not, I, I don't make my living looking at whether or not people litter. Like that's not the biggest problem. Like littering is a, it's it's an environmental problem to a certain extent, but it's more than anything an aesthetic problem. Oh yeah. Nice problem, yeah. And then recycling, that's one thing, but I mean, a lot of the stuff gets taken away and isn't recycled. So that again is why consuming less plastic stuff is better than just expecting. Cause there's also, they call it um, wish cycling and that people just throw things in the, recycling bin hoping that it will be recycled. Oh right. I thought you meant they throw things in the recycling bin and it ends up being advertised on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. I mean, I've seen Wish and I think probably some of that stuff it did come out of the bin. Absolutely. I heard that like ninety percent of recycling ends up in landfill anyway. I mean it's very variable depending on where you live. Um in it so that that statistic is dodgy, um, but there is a lot of stuff that we think is okay. getting recycled that's not. But here, here's here's my thing, uh, my my new catchphrase. Right, here's my thing. <laughs> right, so we should only be, instead of have a word. We, we there's a thing. the reason that like that statistic is variable. Yeah. is because there's a finite amount of recycling that can be done. Is that right? No, it's more that like some local authorities are poorer than others, and they yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, but because of that, because of that, there's a finite amount of recycling that can be done within a place. Yeah. yeah. So once we reach that level, anything over that goes to landfill because there isn't the facility to recycle it. So that yoga pot and the other fifteen things that was meant to go in the blue bin that went in the purple one, they're going in landfill anyway because without me that threshold is still already being... The recycling threshold is being reached already. So everything that I should recycle that I don't is going to landfill anyway because th that threshold is already there. I like that you're sort of um, illustrating why we're so fucked, really, because he's like he can logic his way out of any sort of oh, he's incredible. decision that he wants it's to make. He's absolutely incredible. But he's like, yeah, but, I mean, no, but it could have been the one that went to recycling, but, I mean, ultimately... Yeah, no, 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 but that's the point. If my yoga pot went to recycling, then next to us is going into landfill. But there are places, there are places where everything is recycled, and it's just... It is one of them places... West Derby. It's definitely, well, I don't, I don't actually know. You know what? <laughs> I was going to say it's definitely not, but I don't actually know. No. Yeah. I have no idea. Surely the answer to that then would be just to increase the ability of these facilities to recycle and stuff. And when they do that? You won't even know about it. No, but I'll start lying. <laughs> I'll start lying. Don't you I'll start telling it. people I recycle. Don't and you pretend like you've got a Google alert on your phone for recycling plant West Derby. No, but like the, the point stands, doesn't it? Like there's a finite limit being reached. So everything over that, it doesn't matter anyway. 
But I don't. I, I think that's the wrong way to look at it because it's not. It absolutely there is. is not, yeah. and it's also not, <laughs> it's also like a movable thing as well because some of this depends on markets. Like there comes time when it's like there's too much glass in the world, and so for a while they might not be recycling all of the glass. But then when the market, the price for it goes up, then they're going to recycle more glass. So it's it's also variable. You can't. It's not like you can know what how much of it's going to be recycled. Do you know what my thing with the um, like like my my view as an adult of like climate change and the environment has been so i am sort of I, I i'm various shades of libertarian as a person and so i i kind of like you don't uh, like my command and control idea then well it's interesting that you say that i'm i the environment is the one thing apart from like the classic things of like you know defense and police and all this shit the environment's the one thing where i go actually we probably do need a lot of regulation but the reason for that isn't because I like regulation or governments or things like that. It's because I think that unregulated uh, companies would take the piss to the point where it would impact on everybody else's freedom and ability to do what they want. Yeah. So for me, I've always thought that the reason, like the way that you get out of this or the way that you deal with it best is that you still let companies do what they want, but you say okay, so if you choose to pollute loads, then we are going to fine you yeah. this much money, however much money That's it costs. what you costs. were saying before, isn't it? Go back yeah. to penalising. Yeah, penalising. How, however much money it costs yeah. to fix the shit that you have done, we are going to fine that to you. So you can still pollute as much as you fucking like, but you're footing the bill, not us. But on the flip side of that is if you choose to be carbon neutral, if you choose to make green incentives and initiatives then we will give you some form of tax break yeah. that recognizes that you are saving us money by doing things off your own back so question about though the if you you know if you're a very wealthy company and you just decide you want to pollute the fuck out of the air and the the water but the problem then becomes you then create public health problems so yeah. there still needs to be a threshold otherwise you're going to cause massive public health crises I agree. yeah which, I, has, which has happened many I, times with who so when was the last time that happened well there currently there is a crisis happening with um what's it called pfas p-f-a-s so the thing is PFAS. pfas pfas yes what's that stand for it's getting her phone back out, <laughs> phone back out. yeah um so you can't just put <laughs> pfas into the room <laughs> And expect us all to be like, oh, that's it, is it? Oh, PFAS, of course. Of course, that well-known acronym. Because I didn't want to pronounce it, all right? Okay. Um, <laughs> Perfluoral octanoic acid. Okay, so, so what is that in a nutshell? What is it? It's basically an industrial surfactant. So when you get those nonstick pans, for example, like Teflon pans. Oh, right, okay. And um, it's used in lots of things, and it's in all of our drinking water. Well, that sounds bad. It is a bit bad. We don't know how bad it is yet. It's one of our n new things that we're learning about. None of our internal organs will stick. Yeah. They're just constantly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sli slipping about. Oh, it'll be like that. Um, did you guys have a Lestra in this country? What's a Lestra? Oh, it was like during the 1990s, there was this craze of like, you know, sort of weird diet food. And um, they made Pringles with a fake fat known as Olestra. And it had to, the, the, the Pringles had to carry a warning label that said, um, may cause anal leakage. 
<laughs> How small was that warning label? Um, like, that wasn't the flavour. You was know it? what? It was pretty big. Really? It was actually pretty big. And people big. still bought it. And people still bought it because people will do anything to be able to eat what they want and not get fat. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? If there was Pringles that said on the box, may cause anal leakage. I think I'd try it. <laughs> like, I'd, <laughs> like I think I'd need to know that I wasn't doing anything that day, but I'd want to, because in my head, the way that I'd look at that is it has to be good if they're marketing it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, um, I actually, uh, I, I had them when I was a kid. My mom actually um, kept them in the house. And this, this could be the second video on the internet of me talking about Alestra and anal leakage, actually, because I was talking about this in a, um, Talk for skeptics in the pub online. So great. Really? Could be my new brand now. <laughs> well, Trying to get sponsored by anal leakage Pringles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I think it's still around, but um, yeah, good stuff. Holy so anyway, so PFAS is, uh, it, it makes it a bit slippery. It probably doesn't make it a bit slippery inside, but that's what I envisioned when you said that we'll have kind of slippery internal organs. What's going to happen to all the, because there was a problem with microplastics, wasn't there? Yeah, we don't actually know as well. This is another one of those things. So when you measure, if you measure blood and you measure things in food or whatever, and it has microplastics or PFAS or whatever, don't panic immediately because there is a certain, to a certain extent, we don't actually know what that means in terms of how that impacts us yet. So it's still an unknown as to how to what extent it's going to impact us. It well, doesn't sound does, good. I does mean, it? does anyone think it's going to be a positive? It's definitely not going to be a positive. Like it's it's not going to be up there with fruits and vegetables, is it? No, like, but oh, I mean, you got to make sure that you get your five fucking PFAS a day. Yeah, but I mean, we we're exposed to a lot of stuff every day. You know, there there's just a big thing about benzene and sunscreens, and we're exposed to benzene every day just by walking outside. I've never heard any of these big things. So, like yeah. I'm, I'm being told that everything that I come into contact with is contaminated in a way that's poisonous to me. Well, no, yeah, no, that's the, you're, you're, you're mishearing me. What I'm saying is just because you're exposed to it doesn't mean that it's necessarily doing you harm. Okay. But what it's I'm like saying... like every oh, year they tell you sort of news a carcinogen. Do you know what I mean? Like years ago, it was like... Sorry, do you, mean, do you mean a carcinogen? Whatever. Did you say carcinogen? Yeah, it's just a slight mispronunciation. Oh, right. That's, okay. how, that's how I would pronounce it. But really? I'm, but I'm, wow, I'm I've been outvoted. I'll keep my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> but I, but I'm, I'm an American, so you can't go by my pronunciation. That is also very true. And you're Scouse, so I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but like years ago, it was like, if you smoke, you might get cancer. And now you can't even have like a fucking ham bussy. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they're like yeah. ham, and eggs. It, and it's a shame because I fucking love smoking ham butties. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, they yeah, add totally. something else every year. Yeah. It's like, this might be cut. Like, when I was a kid, it was popcorn chicken from KFC was a carcinogen. Dr. Pepper was causing testicle cancer. I don't know whether this was true, but it was stuff we got told in school. I don't know whether it's by teachers I mean, or other school kids, but I remember it. I mean, Dr. Pepper's slogan is literally, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, so you can lose a bollock. <laughs> you can lose a bollock. <laughs> The thing is, so the thing is, just because something's a carcinogen doesn't mean it definitely gives you cancer either. Like there is a dosage issue, and this to go back to the point. Of, I hope not, because I have not were, stopped eating salt and pepper, popcorn, chicken, or drinking dog. If you were to let, you still need the regulation to set a threshold that we know is safe for human health in terms of how much that those companies can pollute. Because otherwise, if you allow everyone to set however much they want to pollute, then that doesn't. Like they might cumulatively, it could add up to something that could cause a lot of harm. I mean, 
we, we've just gone through this horrible year and a half of um, dealing with COVID and air pollution kills more people every single year. And that's with regulations. Speaking of air pollution, have you ever been to like Asia and yes. places around there? Oh, terrible. My God. So I went to, um, uh, hmm. I went all over Asia last, like a couple of years ago. Um, but the worst place I went to was Jakarta. Oh, yeah. Which at the time was the most polluted city in the world. I think it's a, that, that's a title that gets passed around like one of about six. I think Manila is always in the discussion. Yeah, yeah. Beijing is in the discussion. It, it, at the time, it was Jakarta. So I went over there, and I, I honestly didn't think it would be that bad. It is fucking unbelievably bad. So for a start, you cannot see the sky. You yeah. can't. It's like there's a big grey blanket between you and the sky. And Dubai's like that a little bit. Yeah. Like Dubai has got like a sort of coat and... And it, it's sort of like, even when it's like 50 degrees, there's no blue sky. There's no, the, it's like a quilt. Yeah. That's why it's always so hot. I was in a hotel, uh, literally 50 yards down the road was a petrol station. And that petrol station was the nearest cash point. And so I would go there to get cash and I would walk out of the hotel, I would walk to the petrol station, I would come back into the hotel, literally out there for 10 minutes, no more than 100 yards, and when I came back in, I would be gasping for air, because, because I'm dead fat. Um, because, thought, again... I was about to take that one. Exactly. <laughs> I saw it, I saw it, and I got it even first. Um, uh, but because when you're breathing in, it's like you're at high altitude. Yeah. It's like you feel like you're getting about 20% of the oxygen that you should. It's fucking insane. And so it's horrible. Then, but then think about the fact that in Liverpool, we have very bad air quality. Um, they removed most of the air quality sensors with budget cuts, and then we only have one in speak, so we were kind of missing a lot of the air quality problems. And so there's still, even as good as things are, like you don't feel that in Liverpool, do you? You don't like walk outside and go, oh, it feels so polluted. But it's polluted enough that lots of people die prematurely in Liverpool because of poor air quality. So that's the point where like you have to still have a threshold, I think, because Jakarta, you know, lots of places are good examples of what happens when you don't have appropriate regulation because so they you, will just pollute. Are you pro, like, those fucking... You, you know what they have in London where they have, like, fucking ultra-low emission zones and shit and you have to pay more money to yeah. go into the centre? Yeah, Is, they can work. They can definitely work. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily the ultimate solution. Do you know what I heard? And this is uh, probably going off on one again. I heard that Amazon have the technology to have drones make all your deliveries. Yeah, well, didn't they try all that in some places? Well, this is the reason that they don't do it is because even though they have the technology, even though they could make it work perfectly, the problem that they have and they don't know how to fix is they don't know how to stop dickheads throwing rocks at yeah. drones yeah. and taking stuff. People definitely would do that. They don't they, they don't know sure. how to stop that problem. Yeah. So I think that's part of it with with like cuz that would be a huge climate change win, wouldn't it? Yeah. To have drones and shit cuz they yeah. must pollute way less than cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and they would logistically be able to deliver things probably much more efficiently, I would think. Yeah, yeah. cuz it'd be as the crow flies rather than yeah, trying to follow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
the latest die version of Roblox. <laughs> although, although then we get a very complicated. If you think about how much shit people buy on Amazon, that seems like a very complicated sky. There's just drones. Oh, it seems post-apocalyptic. The or something, world though. would just buzz constantly, it would just, yeah, it would wouldn't just it? Be- You'd open your fucking window <laughs> yeah. to let a bit of fresh air in. <laughs> oh, fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine living in central London around that? Nah. No. I don't like that. I'd rather just choke on the air. <laughs> See that. I mean, but air quality has gotten a lot better. Like this is another like good news story in that air quality used to be absolutely terrible. You think about the great smogs that we had in the UK and now it's much, much better, but there's still, there's still problems. And if you don't have some regulations on it, then you will have poor air quality. And then you create public health problems and then you create additional burden on the NHS and all sorts of, you know, knock on effects. So to conclude... We are eight or nine out of ten fucked, but when, when it comes to climate change, but yeah. we still have enough time. Yes, to change it round. Absolutely, I I don't I don't agree with these this sort of um, idea that you just get into this sort of fatalistic that you know. Well, we've gone so far, we can't do anything because we absolutely can do. And that old like idea that you can't do it without totally fucking the economy is also stupid. Do you think that people could boycott companies? that like don't make enough of a stride towards climate. Does that work? I think it could work. I think it probably, uh, I mean, my view on this would be, and it's not like this is an area that I'm an expert in, but my view would be that the best way to start it is what people are starting to do now, which is to tell like their employers to say, we don't want our pension scheme to be invested in that. Like our superannuation schemes, we don't want we don't want to invest in that. So I think divesting is probably going to be more effective because if you think everyone who works for the universities in the UK saying, we don't want our money to be invested in companies who aren't doing the right thing, that's going to be more effective than just me going, I'm not going to buy from Amazon anymore. (laughs) On the flip side of that, Adam, now that you know how to fix your boiler and you can put a timer, it will literally take you two minutes are you going to do that? I, you just said that as if I didn't know that already. Yeah. I haven't learned that today. Oh, right. So you know I how to it. do it. No, I don't know how to do it. I know it will take me two minutes to find out how to do it. Okay. And I've known that the entire time I've lived in the house. Here's the thing. If they said to you, like, literally, we're all boycotting Amazon. They're not doing enough to, like, you know, sort the world out. But, like, I'm imagining you get a lot of stuff from Amazon. Yeah. Would you boycott? Is there ever a scenario where you would boycott Amazon? I will boycott Amazon when, like, you do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I won't yeah, do yeah. it when Twitter does it, but when most of my friends are like, they get on board. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be the only one in the WhatsApp group boycotting Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, see yeah, what yeah. I mean about social norms? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. The, like, it it make it makes a massive difference. So sometimes you don't need regulations. You just need, you know. So now the burden's on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna boycott it. <laughs> Fuck him. I'm sorry. It's just Amazon too convenient. Is incredible. No, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. So convenient. And they can do whatever they want. It's that good. It's yeah. that good. That's why they get away with it because it's that good. Yeah. It's like I want this specific whiskey like in an hour and then they send some poor ukrainian man 
to drive the van that he came here in and he drops it off at your door yeah. and he's like, there you go. And you don't even have to say hello to him. Sometimes if your porch is open, he'll just put it in yeah. and you get an email to go, it's in your fucking porch. You don't even have to get... I am so unbelievably lazy that I would rather get on an Amazon Prime tomorrow that I could get from the shop today because someone's got to deliver it for yeah, me. Yeah, I can I'm pick the, the hour I want it delivered in. I'm a lazy person. I'm going to continue. Do you know how lazy I am? And I re- this was the other day I realized this is peak laziness, right? Okay. I couldn't be bothered putting a wash on. This is a machine that washes it for you. Yeah. All I've got to do is throw, <laughs> not even neatly, a bunch of clothes. I could literally go into my washing basket pause a fist of clothes yeah. and go into a machine i i get the tablets i don't even have to measure the powder it's a jet it's a big thing that looks like a sweet and you just you throw it in with the washing and then go boop and mine's a washer dryer i don't even have to take it out until <laughs> it's dry and sometimes i will sit on my i can see the washing machine from my couch i will sit staring at the washing machine <laughs> for like 45 minutes just like i can't be bothered just doing two things and all my clothes will be clean tomorrow i'd rather just get up tomorrow and be like ugh. well i was just about to say mine's not even a washer dryer mine's just a washer sometimes this is how lazy i am i will put a wash on and it will wash and then i'll go it'll dry in there (laughs) your clothes must stink That, that they it, funky it, smell. it never works. It never <laughs> ever works. But in my head, I go, "It'll be all right," and then it never is, and I have to do it again. But that is the argument. So going back to how I said, stop talking about we need to educate people, and then they'll do the right thing. It's not because you don't know what the right thing is to do. You're just like, I can't be asked even doing it. And I think that's the solutions that we need to climate change have to be so easy. Like they, they have to be. You just don't have the choice to do the bad thing. So there are certain things that might not change. You know, buying from Amazon you know, might not change, but maybe the way that they deliver it becomes more sustainable. In order to get people to do, make better choices, it has to be better for them. It has to be because no amount of guilt tripping will ever make people do the right Convenience over models. So there was a thing. (laughs) That's pretty much it. I mean, that's the story of the modern world. There was a thing for a while that Elon Musk was developing. I don't know if he was doing it anymore, but it was about roof tiles that were cheaper than your average roof tile, easier to install, lasted longer, but also had little solar panels in yeah. them. So rather than you, because look, how many fucking houses do you see with solar panels? Really. Like middle class houses. Yeah. Because it's it's a fucking ball lake and you save three quid off your electricity a month. It's, it's the environmentally friendly thing to do, but nobody goes, I'm going to stick three grand. Unless you live in an actual sunny place and then it really is a massive but in the uk in the uk not not a point at all but if you made roof tiles that were little fucking solar panels that were cheaper and easier and lasted longer people aren't making the choice because it's environmentally friendly they're making it for all the other choices yeah 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 and that's the thing about a lot of renewable energy as well people make the choice because it provides and if you think about it on a country level uh and you know, countries going, well, we now have energy independence. We don't have to rely on other countries to give us their oil or to give us their gas or whatever. That That's where the incentive comes in. But I mean, Elon Musk is a good example, actually. He's a voracious capitalist who will actually create things that make the world better. But he's still kind of a, kind of a dick. Also, with those roof tile things, they, for me, they would still have to approach me and tell me... <laughs> 
yeah. when it's happening. Yeah. They'd still have to knock on the door and be like, by the way, next Wednesday at like nine o'clock in the morning. No, I've been bad. No, next Wednesday, <laughs> two in the afternoon, get up, have a coffee, scroll Twitter for a bit. Then at two in the afternoon, we're going to send a few men on your roof. They're going to take all the tiles off, put these new ones on. The better for everyone. They'd have to do that. If they literally posted something through the door that said, ring this number to save the planet and have free electricity, it would just go in the bin. I love I love the idea that they come round to your house yeah, and they yeah. say, literally, we have got it's so cheap and it's gonna be so much better for you. And you're like, I'm in what time? 9 a.m. No. No. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> the killer for me. I'm not yeah. I'm not getting no, no, but sir, you don't understand. You literally you just have to let us into your property and then you can go back to bed. Will will you be making any noise? <laughs> we might make a little bit of noise, we're on your roof. Nah, you just can fuck off. Um, well, like if they went, look, we're gonna do it at nine o'clock in the morning. I'd have to be like, look, that's fine, but just get on with it. Like, get a ladder and get up there. You don't need to be in my house, do you? No, well, that's fine then. I'm if just need- going to say that maybe you're not the first target audience for a lot of these things. Maybe what we do is we wait until all of your friends do it, and then you're finally like, oh, months and months later, maybe years later, you're like, yeah, fine, I'll do it. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you're not, you're not the first target market. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to about the end. Uh, if you have enjoyed it, uh, please, by all means, uh, feel free to subscribe on whatever platform it is that you are listening to and you'll get free weekly episodes. Or uh, watching. People are watching as or well. Or watch it on YouTube. You can watch it because it's being subscribe, recorded. Ring the bell. And if you really want to uh, do us a huge favour, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. There's going to be a, uh, a a link in the comments if you're reading this on YouTube. If you're reading this on YouTube, if you're have watching you set, this on, I, I, on YouTube, I, like obviously we're recording this before episode one's gone out. Yeah. Have you set the Patreon up yet? No. No. So you can't even tell them that it's like patreon.com slash piggoted I'm going to go ahead and say it's patreon.com slash piggoted. I'm going to nail my fucking colours to the mast on this mm, one. P-I-G-O-T-E-D. I don't reckon piggoted is taken. No, I, I don't think it it's is. It's patreon.com forward slash piggoted. I'll watch. If, if it's like a fucking patreon for a pig sanctuary now, I'm going to be <laughs> fucking furious. And somebody like, oh, look, oh, people really want to support our pigs. That's my fucking money, you pricks. Uh, p- feel free to sign up to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash piggoted. You will get yourself uh picketed extra which is an extra episode with us three uh you will get yourself early release content and you will get yourself loads of other goodies as well it's well worth checking out from the paltry price of just three pounds a month before we go have you got anything you want to plug adam uh, i do my own podcast in this building uh with another comedian called dan nightingale called have a word pod uh, that's available everywhere and you can find me on social media Adam Rowe Comedian on Instagram Adam Rowe Comedy on Twitter I think it's just Adam Rowe on Facebook uh, but they're all blue tick so you can you know it's me uh, I've got a stand up special on YouTube called Club Comic watch that as well anything you want to plug Sarah? I've got a book but it's very expensive it's called Governing the Anthropocene and um, if you are associated with the university at all you can get your library to order it wait a minute is your book on Amazon? It is on Amazon. Hypocrite. <gasps> <gasps> Unbelievable. I didn't put it on Amazon. It's 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 published how, by Paul Grave and they just put it on there. They're a massive global how, publisher. How much is it? It's ridiculously expensive. I can't even remember. It's like What's something it like sixty eight pounds or something. No. How all for academic a book? all academic books are like this. How, I'm gonna how wait how for the film. It? It's okay, so the book is only <laughs> wait for the film. <laughs> And even then, someone's going to have to come into your house with the film, put it in, press play, and then I'll watch it. But don't put it on at 9am. Fuck that shit. 
the, the book is 300 and something pages, but this is how all academic books are. I make no money. You pay a lot of money. Nobody wins. Really? Yep, absolutely. Academic publishing Who is... Who gets the money? Um, the publisher. So the basically, academic publishing is one of the most profitable industries in the entire world. So um, I don't get the profits, but if you want to you know, learn about stuff. This is the best plug ever. I've got a book out, but for the love of God, don't buy don't it. Don't buy it. It's too expensive. <laughs> Thanks very much. You can email me if you want. Oh, what's your email? Well, I was just, you can look me up on University of Liverpool's website. If you email me, I can send you, um, I can send you stuff from the book. Really? Could you send them the book? I shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. But she, she will by the sounds of it. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you ever so much for coming. We will hopefully see you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. This episode of Pigoted is sponsored by Taylor's Toys. Taylor's Toys are a sex toy company. They specialize in doing high-quality sex toys that won't fall apart after one or two uses. Head over to taylorstoys.co.uk, check out the amazing range that they've got on offer, and if you use the discount code PIGOTED at checkout, you get yourself 10% off on all products. Taylor's Toys, spice things up in the bedroom. Thank me later.